1: Cute music.
2: Do, 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 do. Oh, That's
1: copyrighted. We can't do that. Oh. Can't oh, use sorry. that. <laughs> oh boy. And corner to corner is live and five. Four. Fifty-two go. What's going on everybody and welcome, welcome back to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, Radio c2cradioshow.com. We're live, we're on the air right now. It's myself, Stan Grubb, my tag team partner tonight, Brian Taylor. What's up Brian, welcome back man.
3: Thank you, uh, thank you, thank you.
1: Brian, fresh from the the beautiful state of Tennessee.
3: Yeah, and uh, I enjoyed it.
1: What kind of awesome stuff did you find in Tennessee?
3: man? Oh yeah, that's not for the masses, man. That's that's my oh, personal. Oh. They don't they don't deserve the masses <laughs> don't deserve Shit. anything like that. You know my, what I'm saying? Like
1: my dog yeah. disagrees.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but I'll tell your dog later. But I'm not I'm oh, not okay. telling the the common folk.
1: It's okay, okay Bella. He'll tell you later. He promises. Yeah, I promise. Do not bite the remote, doofus.
3: <laughs> no, nah, I mean beagle? we did. Uh, <laughs> You know, like Dollywood and Gatlinburg, and Very nice. some stuff in Sevierville and Pigeon Forge and the aquarium and uh, you know mountain coasters and um, you know a whole bunch of just a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Well, now the the big question, and this is what's on everybody's mind: Did you make the trek to Bucky's?
3: No, we did not make the trek to
1: Bucky's. You didn't get the Bucky's.
3: No, because you know, I kind of made some. I, would, I did some wheeling and dealing. Uh oh. Um, you know, did some wheeling and dealing with the misses, and okay. we did not make Bucky's.
1: Okay, okay. So you had a backup plan, so to speak.
3: No, 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 no. Just something else came along, and so I wheeled and dealed and got what I wanted, and the wife didn't have to drive three hours to Bucky's.
1: Okay. So, well, that's probably a good thing. That would have been a very annoying drive. Might have been fun, though, but still, would have been an annoying drive.
3: Well, I mean, it would have only been two and then another hour to Nashville. So okay. we would have – we would. it's not like we were just going for that. We would have gone to Nashville.
2: So. so,
1: as a lot of folks know, and, of course, we got tons of wrestling to talk about last week. Of course, folks got an abbreviated episode. It was just me. And uh, it's a little difficult – Carry a two-hour show by yourself with no, no breaks, no nothing. So uh, yeah, last week was abbreviated. This week, got Brian here. Rob's on vacation now, so uh, hope hope you're enjoying Nags Head, Rob. Um, but before we dive into wrestling, I was telling you a little bit about it <laughs> before we went on the air tonight. You know, Diablo 4 just dropped by Blizzard, and everybody's playing it. You name it. People are streaming it. It's on Twitch. It's on YouTube. My brother TJ is streaming it. You can get to him through twitch.tv slash Snacks. Don't ask me why he chose that name. I do not know.
3: Well, I just want to know if if your mom knows. Like, is your mom proud of his (laughs) Twitch
1: name? (laughs) So I know she's seen the link, and I know that she's seen it advertise it like on Facebook and stuff. I I, I will ask her <laughs> what she thinks about the name because I never really took the time. Um, but yeah, it's it's something that we have talked about many times leading up to its release. I played the beta. Brian played the beta a little bit, and it's it's everywhere. So I'm not gonna be seeing it probably until about the end of this month, and I'm I'm. 4, I'm a big Diablo fan, right? So, without naming locations and stuff, I went looking for Diablo 4. I said, hmm, there's gotta be. it's got to be out there, because you know how it is. It's always out there. And sure enough, I found one. I was like, cool. So I'm pretty psyched. Now, it was a long download. Brian, you remember the beta was like 80 gigs, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to lie to you. It was just as big. It was a huge download. So that actually made me think maybe it was okay because, you know, I'm like, whoa, well, it's got to be the full download then. It's got to be the full game. Very cool. I get it loaded up. Everything checks out. I scanned all the antivirus stuff and everything. No problems. I'm like, okay, cool. Now it has an alternate launcher, and it's not on Blizzard. And I'm like, okay, there's got to be a way this works. I, I don't understand this, but sure, why not? We'll try it. Well, it loads up, and it plays first few levels just fine. Videos look great. The, the picture quality is awesome. I'm like, man, this is really cool. And I'm thinking I'm going to come on tonight, and I'm like, this, I can't wait to tell them about it and how I found it, right? Well, once you get your, your, your character to about level three is when you really start digging in to the surrounding areas, right? I leveled up to about level three, and I'm in act one, and I'm exploring, and I start to notice that when I click the button to attack, it's maybe a, a millisecond behind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, okay, well, that's not too bad. Maybe this is just a, a glitch. Fine. Okay. So I plug the controller in, and, and that kind of actually fixes the issue. I'm like, cool. All right. So I go through, and and there's a couple things you can do in Diablo 4 that you couldn't do in the others, one of which is you can can jump or you can climb. So I get to an area where – one of the first areas where you can climb, and I hit the uh, appropriate button, and my character, he climbs, but I go from in front of the area to climb to somewhere within the mountain that I was climbing. So all I can see is just the mountain. There's, there's no, there's no heads-up display. There's no press this button to do this or that. And you, you hear the music. You can hear things happening around you. But that's it. You can't see anything. I'm like, okay. And I keep fiddling with it, keep fiddling with it. And finally I get out. I don't know how I did it. But I get out of where I was stuck. So, okay. I'm like, all right, well, it's uh, another glitch. All right, fine. Keep going. (laughs) You get to the first town, and you're the first town um, where you have to interact with the uh, blood petals. Mm -hmm. So there's a a highlighted icon there that says interact. You press the right button, and that's where it would normally trigger a cutscene. Nope. It will not let me interact with it at all. I keep clicking on it, and it acts like it's going to lose something, and it doesn't do anything. Go explore around a little bit, come back because I figure maybe something has to trigger the quest or something. Sure enough, it actually does. I get back there. It it works. And then I notice during cutscenes that the icon to interact with it is still popped up. This is different. All right. So the last thing before I finally ditched it, and yes, I did finally uninstall it because obviously it wasn't going to (laughs) work. I get to a dungeon. And I'm exploring, and I'm out. Get down from there. And I'm trying to get everything squared away, and and I'm attacking different things. And all of a sudden, I see this little icon, and it's a round, almost like a street sign, arrow. And it's like it's telling me which direction to go. And it's clickable. So I'm clicking on it and clicking on it. And finally, I click on it, I don't know, 50 times. And the next thing I know, there's a bunch of those arrows all over my screen. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Did I kill my computer? What did I do? Um, Needless to say, I was able to escape out of the game, and then I deleted it.
3: So, for anybody... Any, any federalities listening this was a dream sequence <laughs> okay. and not actual events <laughs> and two that's what you get you fool <laughs> like you ought to be lucky that they don't have your credit card account by now
1: <laughs> well it's a good thing I don't have my card <laughs> linked to literally anything
3: um, every time you probably hit that button, yeah, for your little arrows that look like street signs that obviously are <laughs> not part of Diablo, something. yeah, yeah. You probably sent like some Amazon gift to a third world country or something. Like, there's some dude sitting in some dark, dank, you know, house in, back in the room, and you probably just like made his Christmas. You sent him so, so many Amazon gifts.
1: Some, someone's OnlyFans got a bunch of gifts or something. Somebody's wish list just got popped. I don't know. Yep. In my in my haste <laughs> to get something going. And I'm, I'm not ashamed to say that, uh, you know, hey, I tried it. I failed. Won't do it again. <laughs> Ever.
3: Listen, it never happened. It's a dream sequence, right? It's a fever dream. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Wasn't
1: feeling well. Next thing you know,
3: whew, woke up and uh, too much up. alcohol. Yeah. Is back anybody back. in the, any feds listening? It didn't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I will say this, you know, in the off chance that you know whoever it is figures it out, it must take an awful lot of time to do what was done. I mean, that that much is. Is uh, safe to say it was impressive. Outside of that, uh,
3: so I don't know. I mean, I mean, think about it. If, if let's say somebody, say Blizzard, did it, right? Well, let's see how many people we can track. Mm-hmm. You know, that pirate the game, and then they would have just written the code as they, you know, as the actual game was being written.
1: Oh man, that'd be funny actually. Log into your BattleNet account the next day after you finally get the. Registered software in the next video. Yeah. Damn. Uh,
2: hey, <laughs> yeah.
1: What happened?
2: We
3: know you tried some
1: pirated shit. <laughs> you are fired.
3: <laughs> no more Diablo for Stan. What in the world?
1: That is my cell
3: phone. Hmm. Let's start I the see one I see, I see. Oh, my Lord. Blight is bad. How far
1: have you gotten, without doing any spoilers, of course, how far have you gotten?
3: I'll spoil whatever you want. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, I mean, again, so it came out what the Thursday before I went on vacation and um, so I didn't really get to play it with a couple of days and uh, I think I'd gotten a hardcore character up to like 38 and then there was the lag spike and ultimately that lag spike is what cost my hardcore character to uh, go to the lands beyond.
1: Now, the the hardcore mode, hardcore and above, if you die, your characters kaput. That's
3: right, kaputs. Yep. And, you know, again, the the blizzard has this little thing going right now that the first thousand hardcore characters will be immortalized forever on the statue of Lilith Mm -hmm. uh, at their headquarters, I think. So... Before I died, oh man, I thought my chances were pretty good. Not a lot of people play hardcore, you know, because it's a different, uh, it's a different beast entirely. Because you really gotta focus on what you're doing. So again, I'm climbing, I'm, you know, wrecking things. I'm doing all right. I got my character going good, and man, I just I might be able to pull this off right at least get to like 50 before I have to leave and then when I come back I just you know really get after it and uh you know maybe pull this off cuz again even with me putting it down for a week um you know odds would still be pretty good cuz I think uh, the album 3 there were only a handful of characters that actually made hardcore You know, the highest level and hardcore under the old one. So ah, I I might be able to pull this one off. No, thirty-eight, lag spike. I get one shotted. Now, for those of you that don't understand, if you make thirty-eight, you should be well aware of how the game mechanics work. And you shouldn't get close enough to any any uh, monsters where you can get one shotted. Unless there's a lag spike. You know, or the game freezes on you, and uh, there's apparently there's all types of things that have gone on this past week for hardcore characters. You know, 40s, 50s. Oh, next thing you know, I tried to teleport, and the game locked up on me. Well, guess what happens when you log back in? Your guy's dead.
1: Oh, jeez. So,
3: yeah, it's just... It's crazy. It really is. But it's Diablo. If you're not playing it, you should be.
1: Yeah, that would uh that would frustrate me.
3: Oh yeah, I'd have been pissed. I mean I've heard where like people have uh you know had their accounts wiped for no reason, supposedly, and you know, they just log in one day and they got nothing.
1: So... Well PS five players have been really vocal on, on Twitter and also on Reddit, because apparently there was a bug before the most recent patch came out that said that their version of Diablo 4 was not an actual approved version or was not actually a, a authorized purchase kind of thing. So they weren't even included uh, in the game.
3: That's funny as crap.
1: <laughs> so I might have actually benefited by waiting, because there were people that paid all this money because the deluxe edition or the, the ultimate edition is a hundred bucks mm-hmm. um, and I mean that's that's a bunch of mounts and a bunch of transmorgs and all this other stuff so if you paid that and couldn't get in especially on these Twitch drops for the first week oh I imagine people were hot
3: yeah but I mean with Twitch drops all you all you have to do is link your your accounts right you know what I'm saying? And uh, Wait, I didn't mean to do that. Uh, anyway, just link your Twitch account. You don't actually have to be playing your game um, to uh, benefit from Twitch drops. Because mm-hmm. I didn't play at all, you know, again, since when I left last Sunday. And I'm pretty sure, well, I got I to start this week's Twitch drops. Um, which, but I mean, I got all the Twitch drops last week. Um, I'm glad you said something or I would have forgotten about. Um, so yeah. And then when I lo- loaded into the thing, um, you know, I, I could see the drops. So, and that's without playing for a week.
1: Well, I'll definitely have to uh, make sure I, I load it up as soon as I can because once once everything finishes I can't wait to really get started. I was bummed to find out that uh, the the character you use from the beta doesn't carry over. That sucks. Not no, that I why a whole should, lot of why should it? Stuff, but, you know.
3: Yeah, why should it? I mean, what do you just want everything? Yes. God, man, just create a new one. I want it's not it that now. hard. <laughs> like literally, it's not that hard. So, Handling like,
1: my inner Veruca.
3: <laughs> I got back Sunday, mm-hmm. All right? So when I when I got back Sunday, four o'clock, whatever, logged in. I think uh, my character was twelve, and this character's not hardcore. I don't know. I'm gonna take. I'm a. I'm still recovering from from the last one (laughs) you're not getting me again um anyway so um you know it was level 12 and i'm already at 30 and that's with only dumping so many hours into it so it's you know it's not that it's not that hard especially if you've played diablo and understand you know the mechanics of the game Because you know as well as I do, there's a lot that, you know, kind of goes into playing Diablo, especially at higher ranks and, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to figure out your armor and if your armor is going to help any of your skills and what skills you want because, you know, this one, uh, I don't know, but I've been playing Necromancer um, and there's like, I don't know, four different builds Mm -hmm. for Necromancer or something. Um, so I would imagine it's kind of like that for the rest of them. Um, so you, you you know you got to figure out your builds and all that stuff, but it's no different. It's I mean if you play one Diablo, you pretty much play them all. So it's it's the same thing. It wouldn't take you long. Come on, you'd be like, oh, I'm level 50, yay! <laughs>
1: I'll probably have to do the easiest setting first. No. Do as much mm-hmm. of the playthrough as I can. And then go through and move myself up the ladder.
3: No, you would start tier two. Tier two is so it's not quite like in the past. Right? Because in the in what three you had like um uh what like uh, an easy Kinda easy, a medium, kinda medium. Yeah,
2: you hard, had like a lot of
3: hard. Yeah, and then then once you got to a certain level, you jumped into world tiers. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, this one's a little bit different in that. And when you start, you have tier one, tier two. So those are your, those are your world tiers. And once you hit level fifty. I think you have to have completed the campaign and hit level 50 that unlocks tier three, which you then have to move into tier three to level up. And then I think it's 75 or something. You then have the ability to unlock four and then at 75 to a hundred. You have to move into four. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe the, XP isn't worth it to, you know, stay in a much lower tier, you know, when uh, when you get to a certain point. But I know you can't unlock three until like, I think again you have to actually complete the game and hit level fifty.
1: So really, you need to make sure that not only are you. Um... Putting your your weapons and armor and everything in the proper spots, but you really got to make sure you're on the right tier to get the proper experience level. There.
3: Uh, well, no, because I mean, level tier gives you a bonus to uh, um, your XP and all that. Um, the drop rates are supposed to be a little bit different, and um. But uh, you can do it at one. You can do it just as fast on one as you can, too. Because on one, you can kill, you know, your XP won't be as high, but you can kill more mobs faster. For those that don't know, mobs are monsters, right? So you can kill more at a faster rate in tier one, depending on your build. But If in tier two, if you, if you, your build is good, then you're doing it, you know, half the the time. So it doesn't really, I mean, I I didn't really see much of a difference in the world tiers. Well, tier one and two. uh, I haven't done three yet. So three is when you get into like different dungeons and, Nightmare dungeons and you know all types of other things that you gotta. I guess you gotta do to to um, level up and stuff. Okay. So, but your brother would know more about that than I would. So.
1: Yeah. If there's, if there's a <laughs> if there is a secret or a key that that you want to find out when it comes to you know, all of those different levels and how to get through it and how to navigate it. Um, yeah, you have got to make sure that you're you're following up on all the different moving parts. And TJ is a good resource to use. Although, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're not you're no slouch, sir.
3: Mm, yeah, but Diablo is a type that. Um... There's a lot that goes into Diablo. Mm -hmm. And I can do like some general type stuff, but when you start talking about, well, this skill, you need to you need to have this armor or this skill to proc this skill and all the, you know, some of the language that yeah, no, I get lost. So I find me a build, and I I work that build, and then I find the armor that looks like it's supposed to belong to that build. And you know, that's all I do. I, you know, again, the, the people that are really good they know what button, you know, what skill to use to set up the next skill, to set up the third skill, only to rotate back to the first skill before the fourth skill. Uh, no, I just you no, know, I just get in there and mash buttons, and if I live, I live.
1: <laughs> if he dies, he dies.
3: Yeah, if he <laughs> dies, he dies, you know. So, because again, there's, you know, that's the thing about Diablo. There's, it's so, you know, people, people don't, if you never play Diablo, you don't understand just how complicated it can be. And especially in a higher world tier where, you know, they the, the monsters get buffs and your character gets nerfed. It's like, yeah, you know, you can't jump into like a world tier five if your gear's only. Really good in the world tier one, you're not going to last long. And then you're going to be wondering, well, why did I die? Mm -hmm. You know, and somebody's going to, until somebody explains it to you. Yeah. But it's fun. So I'm working on a necro build now that is very fun, easy, and
1: the one that had uh, casual turrets and everything was that the necro or was that like the hunter or bounty hunter or whatever
3: demon uh, hunter turrets uh, you talking about it in the last
1: one yeah it had you could use uh, crossbows and uh... mm,
3: so I don't really recall because um, so when I was playing three I had uh uh, what you called, um, towards crossbows, you were just talking about, um, I had used his, I had a build for him and I had a summoner build. I didn't really fool with anything else, but the crossbow, the demon hunter, um, I had a nice little set of crossbows and it was very, it was kind of under what I needed, but because it didn't li- really drain anything, it was almost like it was like a full auto, uh, unlimited ammo type thing, and you know, I would just sit there and just unload
1: on everybody.
3: So same thing with the sorcerer. Uh, yeah, like the
1: rapid fire one was hilarious because you could literally, literally just chomp off anybody. It didn't matter how big the the bad guy was; you could do whatever you wanted really.
3: Yeah, well, uh, the sorcerer I had was more of a glass cannon, but again, they didn't drain mana all that fast. Mm -hmm. So I could just like keep hitting one skill and just like letting it eat until I just wiped everything out and then you know moved on from there.
1: Wow. Well I guess I'm just gonna have to uh keep playing my way through get myself ready.
3: Listen, leave the bunk ass fucking fake Diablo alone before next thing you know (laughs) <laughs> you get a knock at the door. I'm not bailing you out on Fed chargers.
1: I can't help it, man. I was I was fiending. Yeah. But alas, it wasn't to be. The the, yeah. the the gods, the powers that be were laughing at me. They were like, Yeah, no, sir, no, this is not gonna work. See that? See that bad guy you're going for it? No, you're gonna end up in the uh nope, you're gonna go into this mountain right here. <laughs> or the, the street sign in the middle of the. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of the damn area that was the funniest part Like, at first I'm like alright so if it's got a little bit of a delay I'm cool with that I would have been able to manage at least for a few levels right but once mm-hmm. you get into like a thick mob of like 20 bad guys on the screen you don't you don't really have that
3: right no no mm-hmm. no because even on easy this game can be well not easy but regular regular core yeah be, you know, ruthless.
1: Well, Brian, as we as we head a little bit closer to the end of this month, we've got a few a few uh, pieces that we're going to be discovering. One is AEW Collision, where the main event was announced this past week. Another is Fight Forever coming out at the end of this month. And then we are only moments away after that from Money in the Bank in London. And then we've got All In 2. And let's not forget Forbidden Door, which, holy shit, this card. I mean, we, we've got two matches confirmed. There's a rumored third match that if it's confirmed, will just hardcore fans will love it. I mean, we've got a lot to really go over. Oh, and oh, by the way, WWE has introduced yet more new belts. And yes, Brian, they look just as bad as advertised.
3: <laughs> uh, all right. So, God, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to jump on first. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let's let's talk about that first. Uh,
1: hey, how about fucking,
3: uh, Dynamite in DC, baby?
2: Yeah! yeah.
1: How can I forget that? Back where it all began.
3: Yeah. You
1: lucked out, bro. You get to go. Yeah, for free. That's
3: sweet. How about that? That is really cool. So, uh, yeah. So, I'm going to be laughing at you as uh, I'm sitting in the stands. Uh, I've seen the seats. Yeah, are they good seats? Uh, They're good seats. So, um, remember... Uh when me you the last time me and you, Rob went to that other arena. Um, I don't even remember yeah, what it
1: was called. I think called. it was like the armory arena or whatever. It was a relatively yeah. new one
3: though. Yeah. So you know where those seats were kinda over there? Where we were um like on one side of the ring, kinda up, not quite up, not quite all the way up, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that it's kinda it, it's kind of the view. Okay. But again, it is the Verizon Center. Um, well, and that's usually, so it's going to be it's, really it's going to be a little bit more. There. Yeah, uh, it's not quite as good as. well, maybe it maybe it is the Starcade tickets.
1: Okay, um, so around that same level then.
3: Yeah, around same. Well, yeah, all. same same location. Um, maybe a little bit more forward or a little bit higher. I guess. So um, I have to check. I didn't even look at that. I just looked at a picture. Maybe we'll get lucky and it will be.
1: Well, you guys get both Dynamite and Rampage. You get a Rampage taping there, too.
3: Yeah. So this will be my first Rampage. Very cool. So Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Going with uh, one guy that that went to a WWE show years ago. Not really a wrestling fan, but I was like. Fuck it, dude. If you can score the tickets, you know, you got to go because your name's on the tickets. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, uh,
2: That's
3: cool. yeah, because again, so it's uh, there's a, a group that uh, does tickets for like military and law enforcement and um, first responders. And you can, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it, but like you can earn points and then you can apply your points and trying to get tickets to different events. And, um, he called me he was like, Hey, what's this wrestling in DC? And I'm like, why are you getting tickets? He said, well, I don't know. I said, well, go on and try and get tickets. and You know, if you get tickets, you, me, and another guy from work, we'll go, we'll go okay. hang out and, and do it. So well, you sure got enough, a, hell of a card you're getting ready to go see. Yeah, I haven't really paid attention. Um, I know I've seen some of the matches, but. Um... Do you want to know? Sure, run it, run it down, <laughs> run it down.
1: Here's the I don't know if they've
3: announced any rampage happen.
1: I know people complain that that Dynamite is structured like a pay per view with their matches most times. But that's one of the things I love about it, and this, this week's Dynamite is no exception. The Mogul Embassy, Str- Swerve Strickland, the Great Khan, and why can't I remember his name? And Brian Cage, that group. It's not taking... the
3: Great O'Conn, you moron.
1: What is it? What is it? Damn it. I hate that I can't remember that because they are an awesome tag team, the gods of uh... – damn it. <laughs> Gods of Chaos?
2: Why can't I remember? I'm going to let you figure it my out. My
1: brain is, is such Swiss cheese right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Um, let me.
3: <laughs> yeah, for once, it's somebody else and not me.
1: Oh, Normally, my it's God. me I, being like, I there, can't I remember right, that. You know? <laughs> All right, let me. I'm pulling up the roster now. I'm not going to let this go until I list these guys. All right, so you've got Toa, Leona. See, I knew, I knew, I knew it was a Toa. I just didn't want to botch the name completely.
2: Um, well, yeah, Khan. but you
3: did botch it because you called I him did. the Great
2: Great Ocon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, Khan... somebody in New Japan Pro Wrestling's like, "You're going to be in DC?"
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, he will. My <laughs> <By> God. <laughs> um, okay, so Khan, Toa Leona, Brian Cage, and Swerve Strickland. There we go. See, so I got all four. Woo, finally. And in their corner, of course, is Prince Nana. And uh, they're taking on Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, Darby Allen, and Sting. An eight-man tag. For the TNT Championship, Jake Hager challenges Wardlow. In a trios match, the Blackpool Combat Club, Mox, Yuta, and Claudio, are taking on the Hung Bucks. That's right, Adam Page and the Young Bucks. The AEW Women's Championship is on the line as Sky Blue, who just won a uh, four-way last Friday to become the number one contender, is challenging Tony Storm. And in a world title eliminator match, Adam Cole takes on MJF. If Adam Cole wins, he gets a title shot at MJF. You don't get much more stacked than that.
3: Mm, That's not bad at all. I'm I'm down with that so far.
1: I mean, that's, that's one, two, three, four, five extremely solid matches plus you're you're probably going to see jericho you're going to be singing judas you know you will now, oh what, yeah
3: i always sing judas
1: what he's doing on this episode i don't know because that feud i guess is supposed to be over between him and cole
3: who jericho yeah oh now you don't ruin it so you think jericho no i don't think jericho's gonna get involved do you
1: Hobbs and uh, Nyla Rose are also advertised to be in attendance. Uh, Hook is supposed to be there. I mean, you get a pretty good amount. Oh, Ricky Starks and uh, Britt Baker are also scheduled to be there. And we should find out. We should find out who uh, who <clears throat> who uh, Kenny Omega was was visiting, as he was not in Canada two weeks ago, but he was out of the country.
3: Yeah, it's uh, probably Okada.
1: The going rumors is either Okada, or of course the other half of the Golden Lovers, Kota Obushi.
3: I mean that would be that would be like off the hook too. But with the to me the fact that Okada is you know now uh, going to face Danielson, to me it would almost all, all, only makes sense that the push for uh, forbidden Door starts, you know, probably this week.
1: So you you're uh you're on tap to see some pretty amazing action, dude. I am. I'm not gonna lie, I'm jealous. You're gonna have a blast. You better take some awesome pictures, and you gotta let me know if there's any autograph figures there. I won't be able to act on them, of course, but you gotta at least let me know if you see any. Oh
2: yeah,
3: I'm sure I'll let you know. So I may, I, you know, not to say I walk away with any, but <laughs> I uh, have they, been known.
1: <laughs> they price them a bit high, but like the uh, ones that we saw, the what was the, the one we went to like that newer arena, they had the Lucha Brothers signed. Didn't they have an MJF signed?
3: Uh, I think so. Yeah, but I, I mean, a hundred bucks to me is not that bad because again, you're getting the figure also. right right. um you know it's when it's just a stock photo and you're trying to get 80 bucks out of it or you know like a a a title that's not even your title and you're Mm -hmm. trying to get 80 bucks out of it and yeah that's a little steep man just you know but i wouldn't uh i I would not or not let me rephrase this i would have not i oh my god there it is I wouldn't have a problem doing a hundred bucks on an autograph figure if it was one I wanted.
1: Now I want to stay on a W for a bit here because I got to ask you the back and forth between Adam Cole and MJF. What did you think about that from dynamite this past
3: week? Oh man. So listen, so you know, and I know that I was having trouble <laughs>
2: Yeah, I tried everything I could to help you out. You out. <laughs>
3: yeah, well no, you were you were a blast because I actually managed to watch the last hour of it. Oh nice. Okay. Um and it was right about I think I came in right about that segment. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't I I didn't really see anything before. That segment was kind of wonky as far as in and out. Um so I did not get to see a lot. So, um, I mean, do I think he's going to win the title? No. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, I'm, You know, Adam Cole, I don't think Adam Cole's going to win that title. I think it's, it'll stay around MJF a little bit longer. So
1: It's tough I mean, to peg because MJF, I mean, he's doing a phenomenal job. And, and, you know, he brags about it, but he's telling the truth. Best Fatal 4-Way they've had yet one of the best Iron Man matches I've ever seen. I mean, he's not wrong. And how do you make that ultimate decision of, yeah, we're going to have the title taken off of him, you know? It's kind of like Omega. Each time you thought, man, he might be the guy, you knew it wasn't because you were building towards something else. And yeah, you thought maybe it was going to be Adam Page, but there wasn't anything concrete until we finally got more confirmation of the build. And even that could have gone any direction.
3: Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I I don't think I don't think it's coming off of him, yeah. honestly. Um, and you know, that's not to say he may not be the right guy, mm-hmm. but I think MJF is just a little too hot right now, and that would kind of to me that would be foolish.
1: Orange Cassidy continues his most consistent delivery as one of the top guys on the show every single week, including his title defense against Swerve Strickland. I mean, has just been really top notch. And there's a lot of people that are saying that he's kind of the go-to for Tony Khan when he needs a solid match, when he needs something that's going to deliver, regardless of where he puts him on the card. He goes to Orange Cassidy.
3: Uh, um, You know, I I've said it, we've talked. I I think Orange is uh, a well rounded individual, but once I think Orange needs to quit fooling with some of this comedy act and show the world what he can do.
1: Now the question um, is who who's gonna be the guy that takes the title off of him? He's already got more title defenses than Roman
2: Reigns.
3: Yeah, but uh Jesus Christ, I think uh who did I see? Um there was a female I saw
1: that had more title defenses. Uh, yeah, there. Camille, NWA Women's Champion.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, title defenses, that's it is what it is. That's how the WWE wants to run their champ. It's, you know, they run their champ. Um, But he, Orange is easy. Orange is way too easy to get that title off of.
1: I thought, honestly, that it was going to be Swerve. I really felt like that. Might have, they might pull the trigger with that? Mm. It
2: still yeah. could be.
1: We might not have seen the last of that feud.
3: Well, it's something tells me that there is probably going to be somebody with some international ties, some true international ties, especially if they're, you know, moving into Canada and, mm-hmm. you know, Europe and all that stuff. Um, I mean, it really only makes sense to put it on an international guy when you're doing international shows. Um, Who is N.J. White? Uh, Who's who did he wrestle last week? Oh, Ricky Starks. And he he hooked up. Doesn't he have a match coming up or something? I see that right. uh, Where they were talking about Orange Cassidy or something.
1: So, Starks is kind of embroiled in this feud with Jay White and Juice Robinson. Mm -hmm. And last week, this past week anyway, with Starks, we had him and and Jay White in what I thought was a really good match, but we get the run-in by the rumored newest parts of Bullet Club Gold from, (laughs) from the Ass Boys. It's a possibility they could be in Bullet Club Gold, or as uh, Jay White calls them, the Bang Bang Gang. I mean, in name, it kind of works, but what do you think? Are the Gun Club, the guns, are they up to that task?
3: Well, I mean, again, all you're trying to do is get them exposure.
2: Yeah.
3: And what better way to get them exposure than, you know, Bullet Club.
1: Well, and who better to learn from, frankly, than two very experienced, seasoned professionals that have been all over the world. I mean, the mm. Guns are still pretty young. When you really think about it, they've, they still have a lot to accomplish, and their careers, they got plenty of time, but it's a good way for them to really come into their own. I mean, you could be looking at a tag team similar to the, to the Outlaws, not to draw on the, the, the obvious parallel, but that's who they kind of remind me of is what they're attempting. At least right now.
2: Um,
3: I think over the course of time, they'll probably be your biggest heel tag team. Because mm-hmm. they're just so darn likable as bad guys. <laughs> I guess you want to call it that. Um, so... Anything you can do now to prepare for that down the road is probably smart.
2: Yeah. Well, and so. there's a lot of
1: opportunity with them because they're so young. And as long as they can, you know, knock on wood, avoid injury, mm. they, they really do have a lot of opportunity ahead of them.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there'll be another homegrown tag team. Cause again, you just you love to hate them. Mm-hmm. They're just such jerks. Maybe not real, you know what I'm saying? Just like I don't want to think. Oh my God, they, you know, this guy's call them jerks.
1: Well, every everything I see with them, like interacting, um, in like those uh, vlogs with like Sammy and Danhausen, especially Danhausen, they seem like pretty, pretty easygoing guys. Like they seem like they're pretty cool and confident and, and comfortable doing whatever it is, whether it's, you know, wrestling in tag teams or, you know, being in the comedy bits with the acclaimed or being more serious, like with what they did with FTR. I mean, they, they have a pretty good wide range.
3: Yeah, I mean, they, they grew up in the business.
1: Yeah, with a bunch of Billy Gunn figures. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see here. Pull this back up. So collision is Saturday. You got Rampage and Dynamite, but Saturday at the United Center, and we got the main event confirmed. It's Bullet Club Gold and Samoa Joe.
3: Uh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, 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 maybe it's not Orange Cassidy. Maybe that's why I was thinking of Jay White.
1: So we've got Bullet Club Goldens and Samoa Joe, and they're taking on CM Punk and FTR. So Punk's not only coming back at collision, but and in the main event.
2: I'm excited well, for
1: this. I can't I wait mean, to see CM Punk come back. Here's the hoping that he doesn't hurt himself again, because if he can stay healthy and he can see this through, there, there is so much money to be made, so much potential on the horizon for, for him and FTR. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I, in the long run, just remember, it was Ace that bit the guy, right? It wasn't Punk. Ace bit the
1: guy. <laughs> Ace bit a guy.
3: Ace bit a guy. I, hope, I really hope one day I can get a T-shirt of that.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty confident that that you'll get, you'll see that shirt come to fruition. There will be a shirt. If it I, don't, doesn't I happen, don't think so. If it doesn't happen on AEW's end, someone out there will print a T-shirt that says Ace A Guy. I'm already there's... figuring there's going to be signs in Chicago that say
2: something like that.
3: <laughs> so I, I look at it like this. If, if it was okay, you know Pro Wrestling Tees would have already pulled it off. Mm-hmm. But you know, Pro Wrestling T's and AEW work closely together, and if they are not pulling it off, yeah, it's not gonna happen. It'll be, it'll be like, uh, what is it? Uh, Eddie is my favorite wrestler. Right. Remember right. that T-shirt? hmm Oh man, we gotta have that T-shirt, and then only one of them was ever made. And, <laughs> you know. It was
1: the Chavo shirt.
3: Yeah, the Chavo one, yeah. So we all swore we saw it, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. No, I remember seeing that shirt, only to find out years later. Nope, only had one.
1: Don't a... they call that like the uh, the Mandela effect or whatever it's called?
3: Well, I could have sworn like when it when it, he was wearing it on TV, like. Right. Nah, I, you know, because at that time we were going to so many shows, and I I could have sworn it was like, no, nah, no, no, I've seen that shirt. I've seen that shirt. So. Yeah, they got us.
1: As usual, we were played. Yep, yep, yep.
2: Let's see. Here. I'm
1: trying to think. Okay, so confirmed for Forbidden Door. We got Kenny Omega and Will Osprey. Which, I mean, <coughs> come on, that that's gonna be badass. Kenny Omega, by the way, all the way through his uh, the feud with the BCC has looked tremendous and has actually shown a different side of Kenny Omega where he's more of a brawler than anything else. And I think that's been very beneficial to him. It shows that different, that more aggressive side that, you know, in Japan, it's just a different kind of style. It's Obviously, it's strong style, but it's different than that of like a hardcore style. So it is pretty cool to see him move into that role we only saw like snippets of it with him and mox in the past so that's pretty cool so i'm curious as to how the match with him and osprey will play out what do you mean well i mean are we going to see like the 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 new japan style of that or are we going to see more of uh what we've seen with aew or is it going to be kind of a mix is he going to enter is he going to intermingle his, I guess you could say, newly found hardcore style? Like what? I don't know what kind of match to expect out of it, except that it's going to be awesome.
3: Hmm. I don't know how to take that. I don't know how to respond to that.
1: I mean, it's tough, because realistically no, no, speaking, no, no he no. really like, has I, branched I, I, out.
3: Yeah, but I don't understand why you would think he would be any different than Kenny Omega. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't understand why you would think there would be some great change to um, his style. Right. I think you're going to get Kenny Omega. Um, I don't think you're going to get a watered-down version. I don't think you're going to get you know, anything crazy, you're not gonna I don't think you're gonna get the you know, the BBC version has nothing to do with osprey. So you're gonna get you know, you're gonna get Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think again, I don't think they're gonna get anything other than Kenny Omega.
1: Well I'm inclined to agree there. I think I think it's just one of those questions that because we've seen so many different sides is is really what I'm wondering maybe it's more along the lines of instead of the the Kenny Omega that we see it's just more along the lines of I wonder what kind of match it'll be not not stipulation wise just I wonder what style they're going to go at it from so even though I think I'm restating the same thing I just said (laughs) what I'm really meaning is that not a change of Kenny Omega but more of just the I wonder what style the match will actually be
3: well, yeah, but uh, but again, though, I, I mean, like, what? Why would you think he would? They would change styles. Y- you see what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, you're gonna get Kenny Omega,
1: right?
3: You're not gonna, you're not gonna get like it, this. Isn't like Matt Hardy.
1: That, you know, that's whatever. fair. That's a fair point. That, okay, I got. I, I think I'm tracking now
3: you're gonna get Kenny Omega, the you know best bout machine, the you know whatever, um, whatever colorful adjective or metaphor whatever you want to use, that's what you're gonna get. Um, cause I don't I don't know if you got any any other way. Mm-hmm. So I think you're you're maybe reading into it maybe too much. Uh, not, you know, if that makes sense, like you're trying to
1: maybe a little bit of overanalyzation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like in your mind, you're trying to, you know, maybe you want to turn it into something. It's probably not going to be, it's probably just going to be a straight Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega match.
1: Now I am confident that Takeshita will get involved and ultimately the title will change hands because of Takeshita.
3: Oh yeah, I, I think the is gonna change hands myself. Um, so, I, well, I mean, you never know. You never know, because I mean, pretty sure that U.S. title was put on Kenny Omega for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I could be wrong. Could be could be a hundred percent wrong, and you're like, screw it. Let's uh let's take the title
1: well I mean I think a lot of the design of the, the title change was to make sure that one you put it on the name you know you put it on Kenny Omega so that everybody continues to pay attention to what he's doing while Osprey is healing up because Osprey was out that's that's how he got that title was he was out he was out due to injury and because, because of that he wasn't going to win it back right away so they kept it on Omega, because didn't he defend it against somebody um, in the meantime?
3: Who Kenny? Yeah, I'm sure it's probably been defended at least once. I couldn't tell you who though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it has. But I think Osprey's Osprey's gonna.
0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: And as if Forbidden Doors' uh, match lineup so far couldn't get any better. Um, And oh, by the way, if you're WWE... Yeah, you should be giving yourself a swift kick in the balls, much less a swift kick in the ass, for letting this guy go. Um, we're going to get Brian Danielson against Okada. And what I'm absolutely positive is going to be probably match of the night and a match of the year candidate.
3: Uh, with them two, this could be like match of the century.
1: Right, right. And who knew, by the way, who knew that Brian Danielson could cut such a promo like he did in his challenge to Okada? I mean, that that was pretty damn epic.
3: The whole it doesn't rain in the desert.
1: Yeah, yeah, like what? Come on. I mean, it's 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 such a key line, and there he is. You know, he's hiking. He's doing all the things that he does, and then he just tells them, you know, there there ain't no rain in the effing desert. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty damn good. <laughs> you just you gotta just sit there and go, yeah, that's that is top tier, S tier, as they say, Brian Danielson. Because no Kata-
3: sunshine when he
1: goes and, and and Okada's not not a slouch. I mean, he's, he's able to cut a promo, at least in Japanese. But, I mean, when he comes off and responds and he goes, let's see who the best in the world really is, it just feels like, yeah, I think he just got beat already.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's like, damn.
1: So, yeah, that match is going to be f- phenomenal. Um, and the rumored match, the one I was alluding to, the rumored third match, is supposedly going to be Kenta against CM Punk. Nothing's confirmed. Yeah. It's just a rumor. Mm-hmm. But Kenta and, of course, Punk have had a back and forth for years about the go to sleep, about their finish. I, I mean, I'm for one, like I said, if, knock on wood, CM Punk can stay healthy and salivating at this match because this could be really, really freaking good. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Toes crossed. Everything I can cross at the moment because that, that could be amazing. It could also suck really hard if CM Punk gets hurt again in the middle of the damn match. Or if Jesus he gets hurt before.
3: Christ, would you just stop?
1: I'm worried, like, man. You're I'm... Gonna...
3: Yeah, but you're going to talk this stupid thing into, into
1: existence, yeah. Ah, oh, man. What a time to be a fan, dude. What a time to be a wrestling fan. We got so well, many different shows getting ready to happen back to back to back. It's it's kind of nuts.
3: So yeah, that's true. But you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping that uh, oh Phil shows up in D.C.
1: I will be pissed if you're in D.C. and he shows up. I will I will text you a bunch of cuss words just because. If he shows up in D.C. and I'm not there.
3: This wind's collision?
1: Saturday? Saturday, yeah.
3: Yeah. Your poster child? Don't you think it's time you got your poster child back on TV?
1: And, and I mean, to cut a promo to get everything ready?
2: Mm-hmm. You got to,
1: right? You got to lay the groundwork. You mm-hmm. can't just can't just be FTR laying the groundwork. To me, that just doesn't seem right. It's got to be like Samoa Joe comes out and starts talking smack, and then the Bullet Club joins him, and then... Punk comes out with FTR. Some kind of confrontation to close out the show or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, Tony Khan, you have my permission to use that, by the way.
3: I don't think you need your permission there. Cupcake?
1: Yeah, m- much like WCW and WWE, the ideas are stolen at will. <laughs> and in this in this situation, in this case specifically, I'd be okay with it.
3: Uh, I'm sure it's probably already, like, he's already written that book.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. If there's anything that uh, All Access taught us, you know, from uh, the AEW perspective, is that Tony Khan has has a plan. And he's not necessarily worried about it because he's got it all laid out. I mean, how cool was it to see when uh, Sammy Guevara comes to him and goes, Hey, are you sure we shouldn't have done maybe a... Maybe a, a, a something with a singles run because of capitalizing on this, and he's like, "Well, yeah, let me show you what I got." And he pulls out like this huge folder full of different things. I was like, "Damn!"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like he's booking T and M, but in real life.
3: Oh Lord, have mercy! Now some little snot-nosed punk is going to hear you say that and
1: be like, "Oh my God, they think he's T and M." Well, I mean, there are worse things to use.
3: I get that, but
1: you know, that's, <laughs> you could be that's like how Ruto some of these people darts. think.
3: Oh my God! Corner to corner thinks he's doing the using a computer program, and then like it'll be like the whole internet will take it over. The the haters.
1: These are the oh, same you know people that Tony get mad when you now? call him by his first name.
3: It's absolutely nuts! Absolutely nuts! So, so, yeah, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm going to laugh when it hits, because I'm sure it's going to hit. So, I'm almost positive it's going to hit, and <laughs> you can suck it. And, damn. Yeah. Just damn. I mean, no, no offense, but suck it.
1: Like, <laughs> no offense. And remember, I'm saying no offense. <laughs> yeah.
3: He Ted not when it happens. <laughs> Cause I'm watching for free. Damn. I just hope they do Rampage first, or part of Rampage. Anyway. I don't want to be there twelve the
1: o'clock. Oh, you're you're in for a long night, sir. Just just accept it. It's gonna happen. That's how it's gonna go down. You're in it for the long haul. <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
2: That's
3: all right cult of personality yeah yeah it's not that one (laughs) I mean it's got to you got to start building up to this you only got a week to go you know huge main event so huge it's gonna be huge
1: I mean you can't just do a video promo either. It's gotta be you gotta put That's something right. substantial yep. out
3: there. Yep, you almost gotta kinda end the show that way. You know, how fight in the back, whatever.
1: How many tickets have sold for this show, I wonder?
2: Wrestle let's pull it up. Uh
3: so listen, so I saw again today when we were checking the seats. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the biggest section is, of course, the hard cam. Um, everything else looks to be almost sold out.
1: Okay. Well, that's not bad at all.
3: Because you can, you can look up Ticketmaster and see what seats they have available. And, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't really mean anything as far as scalpers go, but that's how many seats are fucking sold. And there are not a
1: lot. Got Hamilton, Ontario for collision. Only 880. Are you serious? Only 883 tickets have been sold. That's about a three thousand seat arena there um, wow wasn't wasn't expecting to see that let's see here okay here we go ticket sales for dynamite four thousand five hundred forty nine uh it's not too shabby that's uh let's see the current setup is uh allows for them to have just over five thousand so okay. And that was June 9th and you said that they were still a few seats available but not not a ton yeah
3: again just go to Ticketmaster and look at DC you know you can, it'll show you act like you're gonna buy a ticket mm-hmm. and um, you can go you can tell okay you can see the seat and
1: arrangement so there's limited availability two tickets. Four tickets on the floor seats left, and then you got here's the 101, 107. Yeah, so not too too bad actually. I'd well, say that's actually pretty decent.
3: Yeah, and uh, I don't know, try the other one, the Canada one. Let's see here, Let's see what we've got. Because you know the the one thing I've learned about uh, wrestle ticks or whatever. It's good for a week or two, mm-hmm. and then after that, you got to kind of look. They don't, you know, they don't really update it with so much.
1: Well, let's look at it for Forbidden Door weekend. Let's let's take a look at Toronto, June twenty fourth. Um, okay, so there's four seats available still, a considerable amount. I mean, we're talking over a hundred. Um, almost. 200. For which one? Uh, this is the collision after Forbidden Door or before Forbidden Door. So you got 93 floor seats in one section. You got 43 in another. 4, 15, 7, 64. So just over 200 floor seats left. Um, and then you got the upper tier where there's over 100 Available in multiple sections. Let's take a look at what did I say Hamilton. So let's look at Hamilton, Ontario, the following week. So from the from the chart, you know the gray on the chart here means unaccessible or unavailable. Um, four seats. There's eight seats left, and then in the upper level sections, there's pretty good amount. So, the, in my opinion, the main seats that you really pay attention to from a TV perspective, they're sold. You know, you got your floor seats, which that's eight total floor seats. So, that that really won't impact how it looks on TV. And I don't care what anybody says. It really is about the quality of the show. And all they need to do is just make sure they have a solid debut and follow-up. And they should be okay to start getting more tickets moved. Um here is all right.
3: So, l- let me ask you this, right? Go ahead. So, look at wrestle ticks mm-hmm. and see how many. See, it tells you the size of the arena, right? Yeah. All right. So, look at the amount of tickets they're selling or they're opening up that day, I guess, for that particular show. Because, again, some shows may be more, some shows may be less.
1: Well, like Collision, this this weekend, they got 84.37 total sold so far, which, what is it? 8,000? Yeah, so 8,437. No, 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 yeah,
3: use Ontario, because originally they only showed 800 tickets. Mm-hmm. So Let's use see. Ontario, see what they, they're saying is. Go up here.
1: Hamilton, Ontario. I just had it. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, Ontario. Current right. setup. Is five thousand two seventy eight available right. tickets seventeen oh seven tickets distributed thirty five seventy one.
3: And that was the place that originally only had eight hundred. You were saying, right?
1: Yeah, that's so weird because I'm looking at. He must have updated it because it shows the little edited symbol. Okay, okay, my mistake. So, dynamite is what is sold uh, thirty five hundred. Collision is what's only sold eight eighty But all I right,
3: so it, what's this set up for Collision? Is it the same number?
1: Let me pull that back up. So here's... Uh, all right, Collision. There it is.
3: Because surely they wouldn't be foolish enough to do Dynamite and then Collision in the same city the same
2: That's week.
1: That's what... The 29th and... Because Collision's taping on the 29th, which is a Thursday. That's weird. So it's taping on a Thursday. Dynamite is in the same arena the day before.
3: Yeah, so I would have just sold – I would have just done like a, you know, one of those marathon-type shows.
1: Yeah, I think I would too, especially if I'm going to tape that because that's a four-hour show. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's just like going to a damn pay-per-view. I'd have rather did that than to separate them out. Because mm-hmm. I can see why, I can see why people are saying what they're saying. But if you look at the, the image he has here of Ticketmaster versus what I'm looking at now, I mean, he's got, well, I don't know what time of day this was put. Oh, yeah, 8 o'clock. So he's updating it, but I'm on Ticketmaster right now, and there's definitely a difference. He's got it zoomed in slightly, but. You know, I can see why why he's saying he or she. I'm not sure if it's a he or she, to be honest with you. But I can see why they're saying that there's so many seats available. But from what I'm seeing here, it looks like they're selling, and they're selling quickly. So perhaps it's just a delay.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he what Russell ticks uses for a way to figure that out. So mm-hmm. uh, I just know that, you know, a lot of times – uh, like when they first get, when that first gets put out, it's not necessarily how it's going to end up. So,
1: why is it? Do you think that that now there's so much of a focus on ratings and ticket sales?
3: There's always been a focus on ratings and ticket sales.
1: Well, sure. From the business aspect of things, I mean, I, I get your point, but. There's like a a higher volume of people, fans, that have no idea what any of this really means that are focused on, oh my god, they only sold how much, and they only sold or did this. Do you think that in the grand scheme of things, because here's what we know so far, Warner Discovery is extremely happy with them, or else they wouldn't have given them another two hours of television. Is this correlating? is the ratings and the ticket sales something they go, eh, you know what? You're doing good numbers for us. We're happy with 700,000 or whatever the case may be as far as their average is concerned. Like, do you think that there's a, a correlation or do you think it's, it's we're still looking at it from an outdated point of view?
3: Um, so I can't really answer that because that question not quite making sense uh, to me. But I think what you're getting at um, is why fans are so eager to point out the negative. Mm-hmm. And that's just the tribalism, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as well as I do, there are plenty of fans out there that don't know any different than other than what the WWE tells them. right? And they are so loyal to the cause, they're going to take any and all opportunity to voice an opinion. Right? Right. And the problem is the, a lot of these people claim to be wrestling fans, but they're the same type of people that, you know, you, the orange Cassidy picture, right? Remember that one mm-hmm. from a couple weeks ago where, um, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's dipshit's name? Um, the guy on ESPN. Or uh, not, not ESPN, but, um, Got his own podcast or whatever that posted the picture and then was like, or not posted the picture, but you know was like, Oh, and this is a w and yeah, I you know three quarters of the arena was empty, and oh yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, Pat McAfee that's it, that yeah. little jackass, yeah, so you know again, then it didn't take long before a true picture from inside the arena from up in a corner came out and you could tell, no, no, that first picture was completely wrong. Right. But you have people that are just so ate up with, Oh my God, this, you know, this, this, this AEW and we can't, we can't let it in the building. We can't let it get close. We have to try and keep it down, you know, cause it's going to affect my WWE product. Mm-hmm. You know, or WWE is so much better than AEW or whatever, right? Because you know, as well as I do, and any fan that's ever gone to shows knows, yes, sometimes they restrict the hard camp side. Mm-hmm. Depends on the way they're filming the thing. Sometimes you have a lot, sometimes you have a little. And it's done for a lot of reasons, Right. And any wrestling fan knows that this argument is not from the wrestling fans, right? It's not from say a Jim Cornette. Mm -hmm. It's not from a Paul Heyman. It's not from, you know, Vince McMahon or Triple H. You know why you don't ever hear them say that? You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you never hear any of them chime in on how empty an arena is on the hard cam side. People, Because they know it's true. The WWE does it. AEW does it. Impact do it if they, you know, if they ever get into an arena that big, which they do from time to time. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's why they don't talk about it. Because they know it's true. That's why you don't really hear them talk about ticket sales, but so much. Right. You don't hear them talk about how packed an arena is, but so much. Because it's, it's like, you you don't really hear them even going into like TV numbers. Mm-hmm. Because the ones that know, know that there are a lot of ways to watch it that aren't getting tracked. Or right. aren't getting added up. Warner Brothers told you, and everybody kind of laughed at them pretty sure Warner brothers said something in like the neighborhood of 5 million people. Right. Well, Warner brothers is probably tracking it a different way than what everybody's used to. I'm sure the WWE does it as well. It's tracked different ways. Mm -hmm. There's, you probably track it through streaming services, much like what I did this past week. You know, Hey, let me have you log in for this. And I watched it on my phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't watch it on TV. I watched it on my phone. I'm sure there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of people catching replays. There's a lot of this. It's, it's pure tribalism. That's all it is. It's one group thinking that their wrestling is better than the next group.
1: Well, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of people that think they know that don't. We talked about it early in the show, you know, people are convinced that they have the inside track, that their news source is right. Like, I put a lot of credence into Fightful, right? I usually quote them when we're talking news. And some people will get with uh, with Melter, the observer. They'll quote him. Other people will quote uh, Cornette and say that his opinion is gospel. And others will quote, hell, they'll quote Booker T and say that his opinion is right. So yeah, I mean you're dead on, and I think that it's always somewhere in between as far as the actual, the actual truth, the actual heart of the matter. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I mean again, it, it's why I mean you can normally figure people out though,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right? By who they you know who the gospel comes from, right? On what kind of fan they are, right? Because at the end of the day, they don't realize that you're getting fed a certain amount of um, uh, lip service just so they can keep numbers up on their podcast or, you know, whatever. You know, they're going to tell you certain things because they know, well, that's what's going to get my audience in here. That's what's going to keep my audience in here. Because I'm smart enough to know that I have an overwhelming majority of people that, by God, just can't get over the fact that AEW exists. Right? Or New Japan exists. Or whoever, I got a lot of people I can, be ah, no, 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 you know, and that's for all of them. Booker T does it. Cornette does it. Uh, Meltzer doesn't do it, but you know, Meltzer's always had that 50, 50, you know, crab shotted. Oh yeah, my, this is right. I've been told this is right. And then, you know, they go another direction and, but he does strike gold from time to time. So Mm -hmm. for people, he looks like a genius. Right. You know, um, that's just what it is. You know, but at the end of the day, most of them have no clue what wrestling is. They have no clue. Um, you know, I I guess they just want to be part of a, a group. You know, they don't care if it's, you know, what part or what group they belong to. They just want to belong to a group. They want to feel like their voice is heard. You know? I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like the whole thing with Lucha Libre, right? Yeah. I'm a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling fan. You know, we have plenty of wrestling fans we talk to.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And you can't tell me. And any wrestling fan that's ever seen Lucha Libre doesn't know it's not filled with spots, high spots, low spots, your dog spot, spot fest, right? That's what Lucha Libre is.
1: Right. It's a lot more, a lot more choreographed than that of what we see. On, well, I don't know. I'm going to say it, but I don't know if I'm right. Than <laughs> That of WWE.
3: Well, no, it's not just WWE. It's, it's like that's their style. Right. Japan has strong style. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the UK has a style, and I'm sure there's other styles, and there's an American style, and you know what I'm saying? And then there's uh, uh, South American, which is Lucha Libre and Latin America and all that stuff. They're spot fest for the right. most part. You know, again, they walk the ropes, they jump off the ropes, they, you know, jump 20 feet in the air. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like they do the monkey rolls and, you know, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're not a fan, don't comment on them. Because there are certain styles, so to speak where wrestling is treated completely different than what, than the way America treats wrestling. Right. I I mean, literally in Japan, they're almost gods. That's a known fact been that way forever in Mexico down Lucha Libre area. There are people that will not remove their mask if they go out in public. Right. Right. Like literally. Oh, I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, I have to go pick up my newspaper a hundred yards from the house. I'm gonna put my mask on. And in my in my crocs and my my boxer shorts <laughs> I'm walking down to pick up my
1: newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I am a you world know what famous
3: luchador. <laughs> but that that's that's what they do. That's how mm-hmm. like their mindset, that's how they covet pro wrestling there. Right. Right? Uh, I forget the one guy's name. Uh, I mean he, he was an older, older older wrestler, but you never saw him without the mask. He oh, didn't Masters. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't it wasn't Bill Masters It was somebody else. Uh the name escapes you right now, but Blue like, D Jr. Uh Maybe he did like movies and yeah. like he never took the mask off. And you got American fans that are shitting on the Lucha Libre style of wrestling. Are you mad? Uh
1: Yeah. And for the record, El Hijo del Vikingo. Yeah. That man's on another level. I think these people are just jealous. They can't move the way he does.
3: No, I, it's not about jealousy. It's about people that don't know pro wrestling, profess to know pro wrestling, and they right. found a they found a, a home. Mm-hmm. But once again, just like we were talking off air, I bet you ain't none damn one of them gonna go up to say Conan or a Guerrero or Milmascaris or any number of people. And sit there and say that it looks like a stunt fair from the count or a stunt show from the county fair. I bet you
1: won't. Conan would slap the shit at him. No doubt. All of them would. <laughs> no doubt. Sandra and every Ray Mysterio. Goddamn last one you. Of them would.
3: Yeah, even Ray Mysterio. Yeah, go try it. You'd probably get a lesson from Ray.
2: Mm hmm.
1: You know Hooventude would mess them up.
3: Oh, there's no doubt in my mind, any number <laughs> of Guerreros would twist them up. And they, you know, some of them weren't even, I wouldn't even necessarily when they were on American TV, I wouldn't call them Lucha style. Right? Eddie was it kind of at first. He was more lucha. Mm-hmm. But then when he hit the WWE, you know, he he it was a different style. But I bet you Chavo would smack the shit out of you. Definitely. I bet you if you went and saw a show down in Mexico, you liable to get cut
1: well, by somebody
3: he, for talking shit like that.
1: There's so many luchadors out there, you know, that would just absolutely destroy a person for making that kind of a comment. And it yes. it really is an ignorant statement to make. I mean, for for people to say that it's the same as the people that that get on. You know the Bucks for their style, or for the trios matches in their style. They just don't have an understanding of what they're watching, and so rather than you know just honestly trying, they just rather they'd rather tear it down than to actually try to understand what they're seeing.
3: Sure, because again, they're given an opportunity,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and if I if I have a site that allows you the opportunity, and I know you're part of my market, I'm not going to correct you. Right, because at the end of the day, you're putting money in my pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, they're no different than any other, you know, show on TV. Mm -hmm. The View, right, is a very left leaning uh, show. Right, but you know what they've done? They put some Republicans in there now. You know why? because their market was starting to fall off
2: mm-hmm.
3: so what do we do hmm. well well, how do we change this oh let's get some republicans in here now, I don't know I, you know i don't know if they're right- leaning Republicans or just republicans or whatever but you have like even they know and they're smart enough to know well we're starting to lose an audience mm-hmm. so what do we do well, now we got to cater to both sides, and some of these wrestling sites just haven't gotten to that point. And I'll lay you money, there will probably come a time because wrestling fans aren't dumb that eventually they'll change. They'll change also. Again, what is Eric Bischoff going to say in five years? Not five years from now, but if AEW hits five years, right. What are you going to say, Eric? Because at that point in time, Tony Khan will have eclipsed you as the as the president of a wrestling company, or whatever you were. He'll have, he'll have passed you in five years.
1: Well, and I'll continue to say this. All AEW has to do right now is survive. They just have to stick around. They don't have to break records. They can, and God bless them for doing it, but... All they have to do is survive the next few years because if they they stay around long enough, their niche is made and they don't have to worry. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, impact or TNA when TNA was around Mm -hmm. TNA traveled. Uh, Not a lot, but they traveled. Right. Their mistake was pitching a tent down in, you know, Florida and not leaving. I saw a TNO, TNA show in Charlottesville, 45 minutes up the road, which is a uh, quite a bit of ways from their home base in Florida. Mm-hmm. If TNA had been so inclined and had traveled, TNA would still be selling out arenas because they were an alternative. ROH, if ROH had stayed like they were doing to begin with and had We're doing the arena shows and stuff like that. I don't know if I call them the big arenas, but you know what I'm saying?
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Well, they would have been number two. But for whatever reason, both companies, oh, no, mm, no, we're just going to, we're going to stay home. Right. And Lord knows, you know, Impact and TNA should should have probably died years ago. But they didn't. They're still (laughs) sticking around. And that company is going to last. There's nobody can tell me AEW is not going to last. Well,
1: and I think that that's, that's just a testament to what it means to, to really survive. I mean, WCW bled $60 million in 1999. $60 million. In 98, they were, they were extremely profitable. But in one year's time, $60 million, that's a huge sum of money. But they still stayed on the air for another another year and a half before they got bought out. So right now, I mean, granted, we we may never, I don't want to say never, we may not see it in our lifetime, a, a, a boom period, the likes of which that we saw during the Monday Night Wars. But if a company like Warner Discovery, which is absolutely gigantic, can be... Happy and excited about seven hundred to eight hundred thousand per week. Um, I don't know that we're measuring it properly anymore.
3: Yeah, I but think again, though, no, that's about interest. No, that number you're given mm-hmm. is probably only taken from the Nielsen ratings.
2: Right,
1: it's the live viewership numbers.
3: But that doesn't mean that all the numbers are being counted. Right. That's just what the Nielsen's are reporting. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the same goes for the WWE. Right, I'm not I'm not foolish to think that it's not working out that way for both companies.
1: Oh yeah, I mean if you look at the YouTube channels for each account, that's a gr- a good estimation as to what you can expect outside of the Nielsen measurement. Because you you pointed out earlier, Warner Discovery identified that there were five million viewers of AEW on YouTube. So if you've got that kind of audience on YouTube, of course, the streaming and the DVRs and all of that stuff has got to play a much more major role.
3: Well, again, you don't hear them. So like the only time Tony Khan's ever really discussed numbers. Like viewership numbers, I think they hit a million the first time they hit a million. Ah, we hit a million. Yay. And you should celebrate it. You don't hear Vince and them whining about how they went from 5 million down to Mm
2: 1.5.
3: Because what the the audience, you know, the viewer is probably not smart enough to figure out is that in today's world, there are so many different ways to watch it that we may not be privy for the total number based off of reporting agencies and everything else. You know, if the Nielsen only tracked your TV and they're the only ones really reporting it, then that's what we got. But the WWE or somebody's going to know if I click on a streaming service somewhere. Mm-hmm. So they probably get these numbers. I'm sure AEW and Tom Warner get the numbers right on down the line. But again, they're not getting into a pissing contest over. If they're not getting into a pissing contest, I don't understand why some you know wannabe fan thinks they have to get into a pissing contest. I mean, I, I just, I I really don't, I'm like, like this past week reading comments. It's like, wow. And the bad part is like, I don't know, let's say this one particular site, there might be 3,000 people, you know, that are, are in it, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe 5,000, whatever. But it's like the same seven people. That are like trying to rip down AEW and think it's funny. Like, dude, listen, like, if you ain't figured it out by now, you're not getting you're not gonna get the guy's attention, you're not getting the second guy's attention, they're not gonna come over and take you to prom. Right? And you're the you're the minority. That's what you have to realize. That's what people have to realize. You, yeah, the people that like to run around and talk shit, you're the minority. Mm-hmm. The majority of pro wrestling fans just want to watch wrestling. They're not worried about what the other people do, do or don't do. If they don't want to watch it, they're not watching it. But I find it funny when you sit here and tell me, oh, my God, AEW sucks. And then you make a specific comment about the show that you wouldn't even know about unless you watched it.
1: Right. They they're it's called hate watching. You watch it Yeah, I don't you
3: know what it's called. Yeah.
1: Like why? <laughs> That's such a waste of energy, waste of time. And not to mention it just makes you look just just bad. <laughs> it's just a bad look all around. I wanted to uh before we start to wrap up, I wanted to make sure you got credit for this. Because you know, of, among the three of us We've often talked about the changes that happen on WWE programming. And there's been a, an, an ongoing theory that you have pushed each time we've talked about it, that Vince was probably behind the scenes the whole time, even during his retirement, quote-unquote, through Zoom or something else, making changes to the script. I wanted to make sure that you got credit for this because it was confirmed two weeks ago, and it's uh, been further confirmed by other talents through not just Fightful but other sources that Vince has been Zoom calling with the creative team and that talent is confident that he's been doing this the entire time he was, quote, unquote, out. So, uh, yeah, you were absolutely right. Every time we thought that, you know, How did Triple H do that? Why would he do this? As it turns out, he probably didn't. (laughs) He probably didn't. And Vince has probably said, you know, "Uh, that doesn't work for me, pal. (laughs) And uh, here we are watching what we watch.
3: So I'm I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but as a law enforcement officer for several years, well, several decades, I should say. Um, Certain things are what you call a clue, right? And the biggest clue, the biggest clue that tells me Vince was still running the show, Mm -hmm. and again, there's nobody can tell me different after this, what did they tell us a couple, what, a month ago? About the Triple H errors beginning.
1: Remember officially that? Officially starting.
3: The Triple H error. All right. Well, if Triple H wasn't in charge, who was in charge the last eight months? Mm hmm. Who was it? So, Take a guess. Was well, it Khan? Yeah, one Khan, because never heard Khan taking part in any of that. Right. Stephanie hightailed it out of there. What? No she- mention of Shane.
2: Right. But well, he's Render's out the the quad. <laughs>
3: yeah, but again, though, you don't, I mean, like, nobody's reported that he's backstage. Nobody's, right. like, reported that, oh, I saw him coming out of, uh, you know, the, the, the booking committee or whatever you want to call it, the writer's room yeah. or whatever. I mean, like, so, again, then you have Triple H, but you still have the same hijinks that you had under Vince. Mm-hmm. But Triple H was supposed to be in charge. But it's the same. like It doesn't change. And we know the guy can run things because down there in NXT, he did a phenomenal job. And when he was strictly NXT and had the right people with him, NXT was a really damn good show. Right? Right. But then, you, you know, it's like, well, nothing's changing, but Triple H is in charge. Well, maybe they're just letting stories play out for to get to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But you know as well as I do, if you were in charge, if they say, hey, Stan, you're in charge, you're in charge now. Vince is gone. You make whatever decisions you make.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: There would be a lot of lot of matches on that card. You probably would have been like, nope.
1: <laughs> I'd have never put Shane on TV again. If I started from Mania going forward, I'd have never rehired Braun Strowman before that. But yeah, Shane wouldn't have been on TV. We all know how I would have ended the uh, night two of WrestleMania. (laughs) We're not going back down that rabbit hole. but Oh, yeah.
3: But you know what I'm saying? Like, you would have made changes almost immediately. (laughs) Nothing changed. Story didn't get any better. Still a lot of dumb stuff. And again, only to find out, nine months later, hey, the Triple H error has finally begun. <laughs> to the point they actually announced it on TV. Right. So if it's begun, what it, did we take the training wheels off of them? <clears throat> no! Vince was calling the shots. Vince wanted to sell the company, mm-hmm. sold the company, <coughs> worked himself into the deal. Oh, hey, now, yeah, Triple H, um, just so you know. On paper, you're calling the shots. But pow, behind the scenes, it's still me. <coughs> because, again, what's changed?
1: Well, everything we Absolutely thought had
3: changed didn't. nothing.
1: Yeah. Everything we had hints and pieces <clears throat> of changed didn't. We're right back where we were.
3: Mm-hmm. And what did they tell us about the draft? Didn't they say we were going to get a clear and defining split? hmm Oh, no, because uh, we're about to combine the the NXT women's tag titles with the main rosters. Tag titles.
2: Which
1: I mean, let's be real. NXT's women's division isn't isn't great, much less their tag division. Plus they literally brought up all of their made stars there. Yes. (laughs) But let's let's
3: not forget the purpose of NXT. Right. The purpose of NXT is to give these people some experience. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you happen to get ones that people are, you know, like really going after and cheering for and all that stuff, so much the better. Right. But if they had a women's tag team title and now they're gone, as if I was in NXT as a female, I would be like, no, nope, maybe it's time I leave too. <laughs> because, a, I know if the main tag team champs come down here, we're not winning that. Two, everything's a farce at this point, and this is no longer a. Tra- this, to me, it's no longer like a training thing. You know what I'm saying? It's more like, uh, ah, well, we got to do something with this third show. When again you promised us? Oh, there's going to be a separation. Mm. Who used to muck up drafts all the time? Vince. Every every sneaking last one of them Vince got involved with. Now this one happened a lot faster than normal, but again it's all screwed up, all jaked up. And here we are again. there's no doubt Vince is still calling the shots and signs point to yes and get your magic eight ball out and ask. You.
1: <laughs> well, you got your Roman Reigns consolation prize that Seth Rollins yeah. is holding now. You got the mm-hmm. new WWE Undisputed Universal Championship belt, which is basically just a gold version of the other two belts. You got the new belt for Asuka, so it's no longer Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions. It's now the Undisputed World or Women's World Champion on SmackDown. We don't know what they're doing with Rhea Ripley's SmackDown title yet. I can only assume they're going to rebrand it.
3: But is she still on Raw?
1: Yes. yes she was she the SmackDown Raw. title? Ah. Yes. yes. So they knew that they had put themselves in a bit of a corner by having Bianca and Rhea Ripley get drafted to the wrong shows, basically. But mm-hmm. they couldn't put Judgment Day on SmackDown because that would take attention away from the bloodline.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm not so – I think Judgment Day is about as stale as you can get right now.
1: Well, I'm not saying that they're not. What what I'm saying is more along the lines of I'm guessing their logic.
2: Oh, because I got This you. is what
1: I, I think they're you. probably I thinking. Uh, I see. So the first part of solving this problem was, okay, we'll have Asuka, who was drafted to SmackDown as well as Bianca. We'll have her beat Bianca. They've created the world title for Raw. So they're trying to – and this is what's so funny. They could have solved this problem at Mania, but instead – or hell, they could have solved it the week after Mania. Let's not forget how awful the Raw after Mania was, but I digress. They could have solved this problem long before where we are right now, before the draft by just simply drafting them to the right places and, I don't know, sticking to their damn plan. But now they're, they're booking themselves from underneath. They're literally trying to play catch-up. So they get a belt on Asuka, they rebrand it, they create a belt and have Seth Rollins win it. They give a new belt to Roman, so it gets rid of the SmackDown and Raw thing. They're, they're trying their hardest to clean up a mess, and it really feels like it's two sides working against each other. Like, one week we get one change, and the next week, nah, we're not doing that. We're going right back the other way.
2: listen,
3: something tells me that old Vince has probably become more maniacal than we thought. And, you know, you're not going to be able to wrest control from him.
2: No,
1: he's going to – sadly, he'll have to die before it happens.
3: But somebody probably should
1: think about it. Or, Or fire him. Or they see, can. here's I the think, thing. No, yeah, I, yes, he can. He's under contract.
3: No, no, I think, but I think his contract is written that he can't be touched for, like, two years or something.
1: Yeah, he's got a two-year deal, so we we might have to see him tough it out until 25. Mm-hmm. Eesh. Oh, I mean, my God. The damage that can be done in that time. Oh, my Lord.
3: <laughs> ultimately, you got to figure out about the whole network thing.
2: Yeah.
3: And that may... You know that's a story for another day but that may that may prove costly for
1: them. Yeah. Cuz they got a lot of big suitors. One that was just dropped today that mm, they may not like <laughs> the next the direction of what they're seeing. They may not like who's in charge. They're they're pretty uh, tight when it comes to the uh, the morals. Who's that Which one that? Disney?
3: Disney. Oh no, Disney will let that thing no, Disney, Disney ain't (laughs) gonna care,
2: because
3: that'll—that I mean, you think about it. That'll be, that'll probably be Disney's biggest moneymaker outside of the park itself.
1: Might be, because I mean, it's a—it is a billion-dollar franchise. No, denying that any further.
3: Mm -mm. And then with the power of Disney behind it.
1: Geez. We'll get WWE Films again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Marine 12. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but well, Brian... the
3: problem is, because I saw what Shane put Amazon Prime and Disney,
2: mm-hmm.
3: I'm almost curious, though, like, if you're going to get the, the average fan... That's going to pay for a subscription if they don't already have it.
1: Well, what I could see, and I think this would probably work, is Disney Plus would go up like $2 or $3. Mm-hmm. And their current subscriber base won't, won't deplete. And as a matter of fact, because of how they do it, they'll end up growing. They won't, they won't do like a – and for $10 more, you get WWE. They'll do 2 or $3. bucks. they will do it on the sly. And then the next year, they'll up it another couple bucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they'll somehow find their way to balance it out. Because if they had to go into debt for a year, they'd go into debt and then they'd make a billion dollars just to get out. Like, we're not talking about, like, oh, God, Logan Paul's coming back next week. Good Lord, no,
3: no. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not talking. Because I don't think they would go into debt over this. What I'm saying is, like, the average person, in today's world, mm-hmm. where money is not guaranteed, who again can watch it on cable at a much cheaper price? Yeah, than Disney, because there might be people that are now going to have to decide: What do I want to give up? Cable, give up Beaten, and go, you know, get Disney. You know, there are enough people out there that hate Disney enough that, well, I'm still, uh, I'm I'm just not going to watch the WWE now.
1: And there's a, there's a pretty big rumor out there right now that we might actually see a streaming deal of sorts for uh, AEW before, before the year is done. How
3: do we get on AEW? you got not A.W. on the brain. You're just as WWE
1: fan. I am. I am. I'm, mm. I'm one of those tribalist fans. Yeah, that's right. Can't wait till Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a big week, man. You're going to be real busy Wednesday uh, taking in everything from Dynamite to Rampage. And then we got Collision on Saturday. I mean.
2: Oh, did,
3: did I get to mention Awesome Con? Saturday. Damn. Which, again, free tickets. <laughs>
1: really? Not bad. Nice and pretty.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe maybe
1: by next time
3: I'll have uh, joined this little
1: group. You, gonna, uh, you you try- going to take uh, residence up in D.C.? I mean, good Lord, man.
3: Yeah. I'm a traveler of both time and space. <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, I reckon that's going to do it for us this week.
2: Yeah.
1: We've run the gamut, I believe.
3: Hey, next week when Rob gets back, let's pop that bag with the
1: Yes. Dark Southern Ring is back. We've got two episodes already in, and we got this week. Um, shoot, I don't even know what they're covering this week. I'll have to look it back up. But we got a lot to cover. Um, in those two episodes alone. So, yeah, next week we will uh, talk about Just
3: the Magnum TA one. Okay. Because really. there were a lot of interesting things in
1: it. Yeah, there really were. There really were. And the, the the interesting parts of what we, I think what we long suspected was the case. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of confirmation. So, yeah, definitely excited to yeah. dive into that.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm sure Rob would want to be part of it, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, well, hey, you can catch up with Rob on Twitter, Rob Hefner C2C, catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragoel C2C, that's V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L C2C, and I'm at Stan Grubb. The show is at C2C Radio Show and C2CRadioShow.com. Enjoy your big week of wrestling. Be sure to send all hate mail to Brian for him going and me not. I really appreciate that.
3: Then send it, don't send it. Fuck it, that's all I know.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week. Have a great night, everybody.
3: <laughs> that's funny.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm off bed. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo
3: from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.